CNA is really great when it comes to our compensation. Um, so equity, yes, we think equality, but we also think equity in, in terms of pay. So, you know, inflation happens. We bring in somebody new that's doing the same role as somebody who's been here for five years. We look at, okay, here's the market. Here's what our equity is. How do we make sure that these people that are similar in background, as far as education and experience, are getting paid the same way? Are we bringing that new person in higher? Okay, then that means we need to adjust, adjust our current employees to match that. Welcome to Security Cleared Jobs, Who's Hiring and How, the podcast for cleared professionals looking for new opportunities and career advice. We go behind the scenes with recruiters and hiring managers from leading cleared employers to uncover the information you need to make a smart career move. Get ready for insights from this week's guest and your hosts, Kathleen Smith and Rachel Bozeman. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another podcast episode. This is Kathleen, and most likely I will not be singing this time. I've been asked not to sing, but you never know, I might. I'm joined today by my colleague and dear friend, because I've known Courtney longer than I've worked here at Clear Jobs. We were in Las Vegas together last week presenting and producing the Career Center for ISC Squared Security Congress. And I can tell you, I'm still recovering from it. Courtney, how about you? Almost, almost recovered. <laughs> Thanks, Kathleen. <laughs> it really, I have to say, though, it really was a fun experience. And I'm very thrilled to be here with you today. And also with us today on this podcast is Dee Brown, Talent Acquisition Lead with CNA. Welcome to the show, Dee. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So Dee, tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up at CNA. Oh, wow. Um, how much time do you have? Uh, so I've been with the, I've been within uh, Talent Acquisition and HR for about 15 years now. Um, mostly started off in the HR side of things, benefits, compliance, all the paperwork, uh, type of related roles. And then, uh, eventually moved over to talent acquisition and, and spent most of my career now in that area. Actually, actually, absolutely love it. I've been with CNA now for the past, uh, two years. Um, CNA, if you're not familiar, is a nonprofit as well as a government contractor, uh, based in Arlington, Virginia. Um, so in my current organization, besides recruiting, I look over our recruiting metrics, um, thinking about how to improve that. And I also lead all of our diversity recruitment. So I partner with a lot of diversity organizations um, to improve our incoming diversity within our organization. So I know that you touched on this already briefly, Dee, uh, but I want to really probe into this a little bit more. You mentioned that CNA is a nonprofit research and analysis organization. So not your everyday defense and, and, or Intel contractor. Can you tell us more about the organization and the work that you do to fill that out further? With CNA, yes, we're in a very unique space because we're a nonprofit, we're a government contractor, but then we're also a research organization. Um, we support like the DOD, Department of Health, Department of the Navy, which is actually our oldest client. I would say out of our like 700 employees, 600 of our employees are based in research and analysis. So that's really our bread and butter of what we do as an organization. Even though we're a government contractor, you really see a lot of people engaged with our mission of the safety and security of our nation. And every department within our organization works towards that common goal. Uh, so 
where that nonprofit piece comes into play there. And uh, very engaged. We don't go through a lot of red tape. Yes, we're still in government, so we have compliance when it comes to our clients. But um, what's great is that I can email anyone on the executive team and they can get back to me within a day, which is, is great that you don't really see in a lot of uh, government organizations. Um, very uh, employee engaged. Uh, we do, as you know, past couple of years, we've been in COVID. <laughs> and so everybody was working remote up until recently. And uh, we had a lot of events, gingerbread making houses uh, on Zoom, uh, champagne tasting to kick off the beginning of the year. Uh, so there's a lot of ways that we stayed engaged. So a very engaging culture, I will say. So can you tell us a little bit more about the types of security cleared positions you're looking to fill and where are most of these jobs located? Uh, so as I mentioned, research organizations. So a lot of our roles are data analysts, research analysts, data scientists, and all specialize in different areas. Where that research goes to, we have different divisions, whether you're working in policy or, uh, and that includes environmental policy, uh, uh, governmental policy. Uh, we have a team that works solely on criminal justice. So you're looking at uh, human trafficking. Uh, working with police departments throughout our nation, um, looking at policing procedures and so forth. We have a team that focuses on languages and doing Russian studies and Ukrainian studies and so on and so forth. And we have so many teams, I'm not going to go over <laughs> all of them today. Um, but that's a lot of what the roles are. We have an AI, ML role or you know, um, artificial intelligence and machine learning. And so we have different divisions that focus on many different things. Uh, we also have systems engineers. Um, that's quite a bit um, within our organization, project managers, program managers, and of course, our corporate roles, HR, finance, accounting, that type of thing. And majority of our roles are located in Arlington, Virginia. So 15 minutes south of Washington, D.C., if you're familiar with the area. And um, But however, we do have a lot of roles that are remote. Um, I have a couple of roles that are systems engineer working with FAA. And those are remote roles. That's a fabulous list. That is a huge list of positions uh, and a big variety of kinds of positions there. Now, are there any positions that are particularly hard to fill in terms of cleared roles or evergreen positions that you're always needing to fill? Oh, yes. Uh, you know, in my experiences of being in recruiting, that systems engineer always seems to be that purple squirrel that we can never seem to find. There's a lot of competition for that, whether it's in government space or, you know, for-profit space. Then there's just so many systems engineers and, you know, some people just don't want to leave their jobs, which I completely understand. So that's always been a tough role for us to fill. And that's always an evergreen role, uh, to be honest. We have systems engineers, as I mentioned, um, support our FAA client. Um, we have systems engineers that support other government clients as well as um, different military clients. So it's just always an ongoing thing. What I love about our conversations on the podcast is we talk about, you know, security cleared positions and jobs that require security clearances. Most of our audience is in the cleared community, but I know that several of them have friends who always ask, you know, how do I get a clearance? I understand that you have the ability to clear people for many of your roles. Do you want to share a little bit about that with our listeners? 
Yes, um, that's a great thing about CNA, I will say, because uh, compared to some of the other government contractors where it does require to have experience as well as a clearance, we don't require that for majority of our roles. There are a few that will say, you know, a top secret required, but very few. I would say less than 5% of our roles require that. Um, so we're an organization that if you're really like you just graduated from school, and you're trying to get your foot in as a researcher, a great organization to get into government and also get your clearance. So we help with that process um, for all of our new hires. And what's great about that also is that you can start pending a clearance, meaning that we start people right away and you have an allotted time in order to obtain our, your clearance. And our security team does help you with obtaining that. So one of the things you mentioned uh, in one of your answers a moment ago, was about remote positions. And I know that is a big deal for a lot of people these days. So, and some organizations are doing remote, some are doing hybrid remote. There are lots of different terms out there. What are you seeing inside of CNA in terms of cleared positions, remote and hybrid remote? I would say a good breakdown of it. Um, if you are within the DC metro area, um, all of our employees work on a hybrid basis. Uh, so at least three days in the office, two days remote. Of course, if you're working on, uh, cleared work and having to work in a skiff, you are required to actually come into the office because you can't do that work from home, unfortunately. Um, but with our other employees that live, I believe outside 50 miles outside of the DC metro area, those are remote workers where um, you can come in uh, two to three times a year, whatever you worked out with your supervisor, but majority of your work is remote. Uh, the only time I've seen people having to come in is if it's like team building exercises or specifically to meet with the clients in person. Um, but those are those opportunities. Like I said, if you go to our website, they're all marked uh, where you can see if they're hybrid or if they're fully remote. Yeah, I'm really excited that we get to talk about hybrid remote and remote and that there are so many different options. I think this is one of the silver linings that came out of the pandemic, that there was a lot more that government contractors and government agencies could do to basically say, what can we facilitate more remote work or hybrid remote work? And I'm really excited to hear that CNA is on that bandwagon and taking care of it. That really points to your culture. And culture is so important at an organization when a cleared professional is trying to make a decision about which career path they're going through and whether they're going to be a good fit with a particular employer. Who do you think will really thrive at CNA? I would say the first thing that comes to mind is the curious nature. Um, being that we're a research organization, you kind of have to think outside the box and think about what works. Um, and that's for every position, whether it's a corporate role, working in IT, working in our facilities, working in accounting, um, really to be able to think about a process. And if, even if that process works, how do you improve upon it? That's the number one thing. I mean, besides like education, we, we like I said, we are a government contractor. We have certain requirements for our clients. 70% of our research and analysis teams are um, have PhDs. Um, so that's a big thing with an organization. But some roles don't require that. Some re roles require bachelor's and no experience, a master's and no experience, PhD and no experience. And they vary on levels. Um, but that number one thing, um, I would say is just that curiosity. Number two thing is the communication. 
I, I always tell people, no matter what role you're in, you're going to have to communicate. <laughs> if you're in a technical role, you're going to have to do it. Even if you're, say, more of an introvert, there's times you're going to have to um, put together a report and then do a presentation on it. And so being able to communicate those technical things to non-technical people is a big uh, factor nowadays. And in that theme of communication, in our prep call, you talked about CNA having open communication without a chain of command. Would you please tell us more about that? Yes. um, So that's what's really great. We do work with military uh, sponsors and clients. And and obviously, we're in in government adjacent, I would say, like government contracting. Uh, But what's really great about CNA, maybe for being a smaller organization, I've been able to, you know, reach out to my VP if I have a concern or just want to talk about something or have an idea um, and not have to necessarily go to my direct supervisor to have that conversation. And that's what I advise for everybody. I know there's times that messages come down from the CEO and I email her and the next day I get a response. So, you know, everybody's really great about responding. You don't have that uh, you need to go this level to get this done and, and having to go up the chain. And as we know, that can take a very long time. And so it's it's just nice to have that kind of openness um, where there isn't retaliation or, or you're feeling that your attack for going above anyone's head is not that concept. You just want to share those ideas, right? And sometimes you want to go to the person that you know can make them happen right away. And so I just really like that about CNA, just having that openness in, in our uh, and clarity in the conversations that we have. That is a really great opportunity because I think that one of the challenges people have when they consider being with a government contractor or a government agency is they see layers and silos and things. So I think that's a really great advantage of CNA. So let's switch gears here a little bit. You're a diversity, equity, and inclusion or DEI champion for your organization. Can you explain to the Security Clear job seeker how that plays out when you're recruiting to fill open positions? Yes, yes. So um, not only do I oversee um, like the diversity recruitment piece, but I'm also an ambassador within my organization. So um, it includes, so DE and IB, so diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. That plays not only in how I work with other people within my organization, so I work cross-departmentally to try to think about how do we move our organization for further. Thinking about, you know, putting it out there and having brown bag sessions to talk about what are, what are your concerns uh, when it comes to diversity. And when we think about diversity, I'm just going to talk about that one piece there. Um, when we talk about diversity, it's not just looking at gender or well should I go back saying diversity of thought you got to think about where that come from and so um, we're looking not just a gender and race or you know ethnicity or whatever you, terms you use here we're also looking at our disability community our LGBTQ plus community our veteran community and and connecting with them partnering with them and 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 making sure that our culture is inclusive with that and becomes engaging. And uh, as far as the equity part, since I talked about the inclusion already, um, the equity part, um, CNA is really great when it comes to our compensation. Um, so equity, yes, we think equality, but we also think equity in, in terms of pay. 
So we want to make sure that whoever's coming into the position, as you know, inflation happens, we bring in somebody new that's doing the same role as somebody's been here for five years. We look at, okay, here's the market. Here's what our equity is. How do we make sure that these people that are similar in background, as far as education and experience, are getting paid the same way? Are we bringing that new person in higher? Okay, then that means we need to adjust, adjust our current employees to match that. Um, so we really think about that all together. And um, as far as the belonging part, as I mentioned, not everybody's an extrovert. Nobody, Not everybody wants to be the person that joins all the clubs and, and things like that. But the, the part is it's about being able to provide the opportunities, right, to make sure that people are not forced to do certain things, but they're open and, and, and have the invitation to belong parts of things or even start their own employee resource groups within our organization. I really love hearing about all of those opportunities of what's going on inside once you're a team member at CNA and to hear more about that culture. Uh, it's so good to get that window in for our listeners, that window into the organization. And I also want to ask this question that relates to how people get into the organization. So we at clearjobs.net are big proponents of the STAR system for focusing on accomplishments on your resume. But you've come up with your ABC version of that system, which is even simpler. What is the ABC system? <laughs> no, I haven't perfected the name of it yet, but I, I've led a number of workshops um, at conferences, and it's also on our YouTube video page for CNA, um, where I basically lay it out what you should be doing in order to get your resume um, recognized, land that job if you're um, of your dreams. And things like that. But so before, like preparing, understanding the market, understanding what you, you know, you're looking to get paid, things like that, understanding the organization um, is key. But when you're before you start building that resume, but when you look at that resume and I can tell you, it, tell, it takes six seconds, everyone, six seconds for a trained recruiter to look at your resume and see if you're a fit. Yeah, we look at keywords. Control F is a great find on your resume. Um, but the first few key points or bullet points that you should be putting into your resume are your accomplishments. And I say A plus B equals C. And it's simple as this. This is what I did. This is how I did it. And this is the implications or the results of my work. So if you follow that pattern of what you did, how you did it, and the results, you'll be able to really put together a great, great resume. A lot of people think it's about putting your day-to-day -day duties and responsibilities. Well, you can pull that from a job description. We want to know how are you able to elevate the role that you were last in and also how you're able to elevate the next role that you're in with CNA. So putting those accomplishments first or just the great thing to do with your resume. In addition to connecting with people on LinkedIn, how can our listeners get in touch with you? A bunch of different ways. You can email me um, and you can email our HR, our general HR box, which I do monitor at inquiries or sorry. Yeah. Inquiries jobs um, at CNA.org. So I N Q U I R I E S jobs at cna.org. Um, so that's the best way uh, to get in touch with us. We do resume reviews as well. 
just letting everyone know. Um, my, me and my team do do that for everyone. Um, we find that it's a good tool. Even if you don't find a job with us, it's a good tool to keep in touch with us. Feel free to reach out. Also go to our page at cna.org and learn more about our organization and some of the projects that we've done. Well, Dee, you've been fabulous. We really appreciate your time today. Dee made some really great points today when she talked about her organization. Um, I loved that she shared how she's a research and analysis organization, and they really love people who are inquisitive. But I also love that she talked a lot about the fact that they can talk a lot, that they can have very open communication among the entire organization. Courtney, what did you learn from speaking with Dee today? Uh, a number of things, but one that really stuck out to me was two things. She mentioned that for every recruiter, they take about six seconds to review a resume. That is not a lot of time. But I love that she also gave the tip there to really do this kind of ABC. Pay attention to these three things. What I did, how I did it, and the results. So simple. Uh, But I love that she added that piece to really tell you how to get in front of those recruiters uh, so that they know that you're the right fit for them. Yep, really great call today. So great to be with all of you again today to learn about yet another Cleared Facilities employer in our community. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our show. Thanks. Bye, all. Bye.